0: Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're examining this idea to become like Jesus. I mean, really, that's the goal, right, of a follower of Jesus Christ, is for us to become like Him. I mean, that's the reason we take our next step. It's the reason we accept the invitation to follow Him. You see, believing on Him for salvation is just the beginning, the beginning of so much more, the beginning of so much more fruit. It's, uh, it's amazing to see uh, all that God has for us as we navigate this life. You see, salvation is, yeah, a great reward. But it's just the beginning of a lifetime of becoming like Jesus. So we've talked about this. Uh, if we're going to become like Jesus, uh, it's not going to happen by accident. So there has to be intentionality there. We we start with desire. And sometimes a desire is there naturally. Sometimes we have to choose to have that desire. Then that links us directly into obedience. And we talked about how Jesus said, you are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. And whatsoever there means not some, not most, not what you and I like or want, but it means every. And anything that he says. And so, obedience will not happen by accident. It is a choice. And so, you and I may say we want to be like Jesus. We may say we want to become like him, but our actions in following him will be a true testimony or a true indicator of our following him. And that brings us thirdly here in this this thought uh, that we have to have a willingness to change. Now, that can be a dirty, dirty six-letter word, right? Change. Change is something we resist so hard. I mean, I can think about change. Change has uh, caused uh, many arguments. Change has split a uh, many a church. Change has frustrated people on the job site. Change has ruffled feathers between the younger generation and the older generation. You know, is change always bad? No, it's not. Change many times is good. Can change be bad? Absolutely. Change is not always necessary, nor is change always for the good. But change is, I believe, a requirement to us becoming like Jesus. Now, we say we resist change very hard. I, most people I know are like that. They don't, they don't like change. Even people that like to bring change or have the ideas are very creative. Uh, sometimes in implementing those ideas, there's a little hesitancy. Or there's a little resistance to the change. Why is that? Why are we so resistant to change? Well, change brings the unknown. You see, we feel safe insecure in what we already know. We've already experienced it. We've already seen it. We know how it's going to affect us. And so when we are comfortable with that and it's all positive and we know how to navigate it, we're good. We're secure. So why bring change? Because that brings the unknown and the unknown can bring maybe something we don't know how to react to, respond to. And so there it it, it, uh, steals our security. So it makes us insecure, You see, change can produce the feeling of what we've been doing maybe has not been good enough. Maybe this new idea, this new way of doing something, this person's idea is going to bring change and it's going to threaten us. It's going to uh, help us to think or make us think that, well, what we've been doing that somebody else brought up, or even if it was my idea, is not good enough. And so we resist the change because it might be better. You see, we may have to admit That we've not been right in change. We may have to admit, okay, there is a better way. And let's jump on it because we just need to keep moving forward. So change brings unknown. It makes us insecure. It challenges us, right? I think that's the beautiful thing about change is it really challenges us. Some people do not like to be challenged. They would like to live their life for the 80 years that God gives them or 50 years without any change. And that's that's them. That's okay. I don't exactly prefer change, but I've learned to accept the change because it challenges me. Uh I mean, just the fact that uh, God called me into college ministry and called me to preach and to teach. I remember I was at Wake Tech Community College as uh, about a 25-year-old trying to finish up my education, Um, and I took a public speaking class and made it D-minus. I mean, I I hated at that point public speaking. I didn't feel qualified. I remember having to stand up and, and give a speech in that class, and literally, I have never been so anxious just stressed, anguished, just, I mean, just hated it. Um, There's been situations where I needed to stand up and say something. and I could not. I just, it was just my enemy in life. But because I was willing to accept change that God kept bringing into my life, uh, I'm doing something that I would have never done. Change produced that. Change challenged me to step out of my box and to give something a try. What's the worst that can happen? You fail, you don't do it again, right? Uh, you go back to doing what you were doing. If the change doesn't work, you know, we try to implement change in our ministry. And uh, as we navigate for us doing campus ministry, there was never per se a rule book or a guidebook. Everything we were doing uh, within our uh, movement was new. And so we didn't per se have this guidebook of these are the 10 steps you need to do to be somewhat effective or successful. No, we had to navigate it and try things. And whoop, this didn't work. Wow, that really worked. And I'm still doing that today, 10 years later. trying to discover what is the most effective way for us to reach college students in general, but then to establish these ministries on the college campus. And so change challenges me. And so many great leaders and advancements have occurred through this, through failure, because they were willing to change. And that advancement came through failure for them wanting to try again or uh, willing to allow the change. So change challenges us, but change also changes us, right? Change is not always about the events and circumstances, and that's what we're trying to get down to here. Change, many times, is about us personally. We resist the change because it makes us insecure, it's unknown, it challenges us, and we don't want that to happen in our heart, and our mind, and our thinking. We don't want it to, to, to ruin or upset our traditions, our rituals. Man, we can be super traditional, super ritualistic in the way we do things and not even realize it. You see, change changes us. And many times, most of the time, it is for the better. You see, change is good for us. God is always allowing change into our lives. You see, every year we experience a seasonal change. Here for us in North Carolina, we have winter, spring, summer, and fall. We have weekly weather changes. That happens because change is always occurring. And I would say this, change produces growth. And because change changes us and change produces growth, I would say that change is required to become like Jesus. If you're not going to allow change in your life, it's going to be very difficult for you to become like Jesus. Why? Why do you say change is required? Why do I have to change? Why, why can't I be me in 2022? Why are you saying I have to change a little bit this year in order to become like Jesus? Well, let me say this. You and I are both a sinful human being trying to become like a sinless son of God. There has to be change. It will be required. It is two polar opposites, a sinful human being trying to become like the sinless son of God. That is two polar opposites trying to come together. You have an earthly perspective, trying to follow the one with a heavenly perspective. Again, two polar opposites. Change is required to become like Jesus. You have a temporal perspective, trying to follow the one with an eternal perspective. Reconcile those. Change is required. Do You and I know you have the flesh that is still guiding you. You battle it every single day. Yet you're trying to become like the one who is solely led by the Spirit. Change is required to become like Jesus. You see, this requires a change in us. But this change is what we would refer to as growth. It's what Paul referred to as being conformed into the image of God. There in Romans eight twenty nine, the change is called becoming like Jesus. And so becoming like Jesus, yes, it is, requires a willingness to change. And then lastly, it requires or involves an understanding of the process. Becoming like Jesus is not an overnight process. It's not a one-time event. It is a continual process of becoming more like him. You see, the more time we spend around him, the more natural and quicker we will become like him. That's why we spent all that time in our previous episodes. And if you're just jumping in with us now, go back about two, three, four weeks and, and dive into those episodes to bring you to this point. You see, Peter encouraged us in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means when we, we've, we're not going to arrive here on earth. It means we're going to be continuously growing. He didn't say, but grow to this stage and stop. He said, but grow, continually grow in what? In the grace and what? The knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is the knowledge? It's becoming like him. Paul encouraged us in Philippians two five. let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What is that? We're becoming like Jesus. And it's a continual process. It's not a one time. And, and the, the problem is for us as human beings. Now, I like a shortcut. I hate a detour. I, if I can find a quicker way to do something, more efficient to do it, I'm going to try to go that route. But with the Christian life, there are no shortcuts to growth. There are no uh, secret paths. Uh, there are no ways around uh, things. I was talking to someone just just this past week and uh, he was sharing with me that there is no way to grow like you do through a severe trial, like there's no other way to grow when you go through that severe trial. Nothing else will produce I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that type of growth. And we both admitted that and, and were sharing some trials that we had recently gone through, both of us, that were very, very severe. And we both acknowledged, yeah, I would never wish that back on my life. I would never wish that on any of my listeners' lives, but I would never take that away. Why? Because it produced so much growth. I have never grown so much, but rather because I went through it. What was God doing? He's trying to conform me into the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus said this himself in John 16, 12, 13. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. What does Jesus say? He said, Look, you can't take it all right now. Your life is going to be a life of the process of growth. You have to understand it's a process. It's a process of growth. And it's a process that you and I engage in. Because we spend time with him, we're going to slowly become like him. But we have to be intentional about it. We have to have a desire about it. We have to be obedient to what he's telling us and be willing to change. Because that obedience to the teachings of Jesus is going to require change in our lives, our thinking, our heart, our actions. And if you and I resist that change through stubbornness, rebellion, Sin, then there's no way we can truly become like him. Now, when we're saying become like him, we're not saying, hey, okay, check mark, you became like him. Remember, this is a lifelong Pursuit. This is a lifelong process, but as we engage in the process and we have that desire, we are obedient to him. Uh, we understand it's a process and we allow it to change us. we accept that, then we are becoming like Jesus, this continual process. So you can be with Jesus. Yes, you can spend all the time in the world, remove the distractions, uh, remove um, all the busyness in order to be with Jesus. And as a result of that,